this morning that when we were weak, you were strong. And you showed us mercy when we could not help ourselves. And that's the reason we've gathered today to say thank you. If not for the Lord who has been on our side, the enemy would have swallowed us alive. But Lord, we bless you this day because you are God all by yourself. And you have proved yourself in our midst. Come and speak to us in the language we will understand. Our desire today is that our hearts will be connected to you in the place of praise and in place of melody. That our praise and worship will be acceptable and it will make a tremendous impact in heaven. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And let the church say, Amen. Amen. Can we be seated in God's presence? It's a privilege to stand before you. I saw my name on the program and I began to shake. I, where I was seated, my daughter was just sitting across and she saw it before me. And she was calling me, Daddy, Daddy, look, look. And I checked and my heart began to tremble. But I thank the church leadership for this privilege to speak to God's people. I'm here to encourage us. And the topic for today says, making melody in your heart to the Lord. And I always say, it's not something you teach. It's something you do. And you do it by experiencing God. So I'm only trying to remind us one or two things so that we'll, if you have not connected yet to what God is doing today, so that I can charge your heart to connect to it and begin to make melody that will make tremendous impact in the kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. When we are looking at melody, it said to me to be an organized sound an organized sound. But when the heart is connected to it, it goes beyond an organized sound. It may likely not be an organized sound anymore. You understand what I'm saying? Because the person you're speaking to is not interested so much in the organization of the sound. He's more interested in the heart that is speaking out the song. You may be singing of key in the ears of men, but in the ears of God, it's a sweet melody. Amen. But that does not mean that you should sing of key. Hallelujah. So it's a taboo in the ears of the music ministers to hear you speak and sing of key. So I think the Lord will, it will strain his ears, but he will listen because your heart is connected to it. Amen. And our anchor scripture for today is Ephesians 5. And the verses we are looking at is verse 18 and 20. But I would like to look at the verses before it from verse 1. God was saying something from there before he came to verse 18. If you look at the early part of 1 to 4, God was telling believers 
He wasn't telling unbelievers. It was a church at Ephesus. The Ephesians church. That is who God was speaking to. And I want to believe that he's also speaking to us as a church today. And from verse 1 to 14, the Bible was reminding us that if we claim to be from God, if we claim to be saved of him, there is a way we should live. And the following from verse 15, God started speaking again. That we should be also careful how we live. And also we should not be ignorant of the expectation of God from us. Amen. God has the key performance indicators as we do in human resources as we have in our offices. That our performance are measured by some things. So with God, he also measures the performance of man. Amen. But the thing different from God and man is that sometimes our employers will not give us the tool to work with. But at the end of the season, they will measure us by the KPIs they have set for us. Amen. And they expect you to perform. But our God's case, our God's pattern is not the same. He has a different way of doing things. As he is sending you to do something and commanding you to obey. And that is what he now said to us from verse 18. He says, and be not drunk with wine, wearing in essence, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms, in hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen. Amen. If we look closely to that scripture, he talked about being drunk with wine. And he's now comparing it to being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I begin to check the mannerism of a man that is drunk. That man is no longer in control of himself. Shevi? And a man that is filled with the Holy Spirit is also expected that you're no longer in control of yourself. That means you're going to be controlled by that which has filled you. So as I'm sharing with you today, just be asking yourself what has filled you. Are you filled with wine? Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Apart from that, there is a whole lot of things we can fill ourselves with. We can fill ourselves with lust. We can fill ourselves with anger. And as long as we are full of something, there will not be space for the Holy Spirit to operate. Do you agree with me? As long as there is, you are full, every place is blocked. There is no room for the Spirit of God. Last Sunday, God was still speaking about His Spirit. That means this spirit is an important tool. I told my children that it's like when you have a car, there is no oil and there is no fuel in it. And when there is an emergency and they call those who have car to bring their car, will you come out? Because you are like somebody that doesn't have a car. Because at that particular time you cannot operate. You cannot make use of, you cannot be used useful to that you know assignment. So it is to every one of us. Who is not filled with the Holy Spirit. The assignment of God today of making melody. Or the one he has given ahead in the scriptures before the melody. Cannot be performed without you being filled with the Holy Spirit. And being filled with the Holy Spirit has sometimes been misinterpreted or misconstrued. And because of that, I tell people that people are filled with the Holy Spirit. But they speak in tongues, yet they don't reach out to people. But the action that followed the feeling of the Holy Spirit is that they stepped out and they began to do something. 
But in our time, when we are filled, we just speak in tongues and edify ourselves. And after we are done with that, to step out of this place, we are still ashamed to preach the gospel. So if the spirit that we are filled in is the right one, that shame will leave us. Is it not true? And we begin to hunger and we begin to be desperate. Everybody we see will be like an unbeliever to us and we want to rush and say something. It's as if by tomorrow there will be no other place to go and we'll be rushing to, to minister to the person. And if you look to that scripture, it said, be filled with the Holy Spirit, comma. It didn't say full stop. Have you looked at your scripture very well? It said, comma, that means the preceding um, statement God is about to make is tied to the first one he made. Isn't that so? He said, be filled with the Holy Spirit, comma, speaking to yourselves. I can remember in campus, in Nifes, those days, when we chat or talk, you see people, we speak with the scriptures. Have, I don't know how many of you experienced it. You know, you are teaching with your brother. You are using thou giveth, shouldest this thou. You know, you are speaking to one another and you are using scriptures in your conversation. You don't speak any other language. You are just conversing with one another in the scripture. And that is what God is saying. That when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, something will begin to happen. When we open our mouth to speak to one another, what should be proceeding is psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Amen. Amen. And the scripture said they are speaking. He didn't say, and you speak. When he talks about speaking, that means that it's a lifestyle. It's a daily thing. When every time you're speaking, whenever you know that you speak today, tomorrow you're not speaking. At every moment of your life, all you need to do is to be speaking in psalms. And speaking in hymns. And speaking in spiritual songs. We do that in worship. When we sing songs, there are songs we sing in church. It's not directly to God. When I say to you, don't give up on Jesus. Keep your eyes ever on him. I'm not speaking to God, am I? I'm speaking to you either. But I'm still speaking to you through to God. So some songs we sing is speaking to one another. You will sing song and you come to a church with a heavy heart. When I had my third daughter, I, the, my work was shaking and uh, my marriage was also shaking at that point. I said, God, why do you give me another one when I don't even have a means to, to, to support this thing? <laughs> and uh, my wife will say, I have phobia for children. I don't. But the challenge there is that I don't want to raise children I cannot train. Amen. So I was desperate. I was just weighed down. And the next Sunday I was supposed to lead praise and worship. And I asked God, how possible is this one? What am I going to sing there? I said, okay. I came to that church. I was singing, I was crying. People may not think that maybe it's the Holy Spirit that is making me cry. But the burden in my heart was so heavy. I said, God, if you don't speak today, if you don't say something to me today, there will be trouble. I don't think I can handle this anymore. As I finished singing and I came down, the man of God came to minister and he spoke to me directly. Amen. And he said something to me and I broke down in tears the more. And I, I'm getting to the house. A woman of God visited from afar off and she was going home. God said, there's one of my sons that wants to give up. I want you to go to the house and say something. There are some things. Let me go and change. 
say your dressing is not a matter now. It's a matter of life and death. It's an emergency. He's about to make decision. At that time, I've made my decision to resign. And my father will come. He said, no, I don't resign. This father, I'm tired of this job. I need to leave the job. The woman came to my house. And she said something. She said, there is something they are reading in your office. It's like a book. But the person reading it does not see the last chapter of that book. If she knew the last verse of that book, she would stop reading. I prayed and I went back to work. I know that God of sudden will do something. And I keep worshiping and I keep praising him. I got to the office. There was noise all over the place. The head of human resources has committed something bad. And they have asked her to go. I was sitting on my chair. Before the end of that day, my life turned around in such a way that I cannot imagine it. I was asked to prepare, go to Saudi Arabia to Dubai. As I was coming back from Dubai, they said, prepare, you're going to London. As I was coming back from London, I was going to the U.S. to visit all our offices in those places. From that day, my destiny changed. And I began to see God in action in the place of worship. In the place of worship, God can do tremendous things. When we were pregnant with our second baby, at a point he went to the hospital and they gave my wife an injection and she started spotting. That was after four years of the first one. And I stood there, I looked at her, I don't know what to do. I ran back to the church. I went to the altar. I said, God, I have a stake in this altar. This is where I worship you. I'm a worship leader and this is where I worship you. I have come to place demand on my worship. That if you want that baby to leave the, the stomach of the mother, it's your dream. But I have placed a demand on my worship at the altar. God saved that daughter of mine. That's why I named her Precious. Praise the living Jesus. I'm telling you that the praises we give to God must come from our hearts. It has to go beyond what you feel or what you think. It has to go beyond your circumstances. It has to go beyond your situation. And I tell you the truth, when we lead praise and worship, and you're too spiritual to sing, I don't think you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Because that action is a command from the Master, that immediately there is a feeling of, your, of the Holy Spirit. You begin to make melody from your heart to the Lord. It's the heart connection. At that time, your heart is already connected to the Father. And whatever you say, whatever you sing from your heart, the master will begin to respond to it. Because he can sense your spirit. He can feel your heart. He can reach out to you. So when you keep quiet and seek his holiness to a closed mouth and stand like a statue when the, word of, when the souls are going, you are not doing justice to yourself. You are not fulfilling the scriptures. The scriptures say we should make melody to the Lord. And if you don't have a melody to make, God will create one in your heart today in the mighty name of Jesus. Your qualification for this melody is the heart that is connected to God. That is all that you need. And you're here this morning. You're dancing with us and you're singing maybe louder than us. But your heart is not connected to the master. You're making noise. It's irritating to the ears of our father. You have to make sure that you're connected to the person you're calling a father. When my father passed on, one of brothers came to me. Yes, Matthew. Now you can pray our father who is in heaven. Amen. Because your earthly father is gone. So you have qualified now to pray our father. And he will become our father. Amen. But beyond that, when you are connected to God, you lift up your hands in his presence and call him father. 
he will hear from heaven. Amen. So if you are not born again in this place, you are not yet qualified to make melody. Your melody is noise. Your singing letter. And the Bible says the letter kills. Amen. So we don't want to be killed today, are we? We want to make a melody that is acceptable before God. That God will hear from heaven and he begins to respond to us. So let your heart be open this morning. We'll be making a call for you to give your life to Christ. So that the part of our worship and beyond here, that when you sing in your closet, when you sing in the shower, when you sing at your workplace, when you play the music in your car and be singing along, heavens will be dancing. The Lord himself will arise from his temple and begin to do something for you. So shall it be in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't need to remind you where you need to make melody to the Lord. If the Lord has done something for you, you will know. He woke me up this morning. I don't know about you. Maybe you use drugs to wake my, my pastor's wife from Lagos. He will also say, you can take a drug to sleep. You may not take one to wake up. Eh? So it takes the Lord to wake you up in the morning. But sometimes when we wake up in the morning, it's as if we, we set our alarm. Shabby? Our alarm has disappointed so many of us. Even you'll be the one that will stop the alarm and you'll go back. But the Lord will come and tap you by the morning and say, wake up this morning. You just get up. You must have spent for just one hour, two hours. And you just get up from your bed. And you begin to move. One man went to the hospital. She had a problem with you to urinate. And the, after they built the man, he looked at the bill. He started crying. He said, doctor, is the bill? He said, doctor, is the bill too much? He said, no. Said, Do you know I've been urinating all this time? I didn't know that is a miracle to urinate. So now I am going to be charged to make me to urinate. As if now that is beginning to thank God. If you go to the toilet and then after coming out, say, Lord, I thank you that I can do that. You may not understand. If you don't have that heart of thanksgiving, you will be looking for things that the Lord has not done. But therefore, waking up in the morning is enough to say hallelujah. It's enough to say, Father, I thank you. You have food to eat. Some of you, you know, had three square meals this morning. You set your table. Some people don't have to eat. And some people who don't have to eat, you know, they might have water, but there are some people who don't have water to drink. But the little favors we have received from the Lord is something the Lord is asking us today to make melody for. There are people in the scripture, you may not hear their song, but I heard them sing. The woman at the well, when he met with Jesus at the well, when he had an encounter of salvation, he made a melody. And I think I can hear her singing. He was saying, Come and see, oh, come and see, come and see, oh, come and see, come and see what the Lord has done. Come and see what the Lord has done. It's a melody that came by encounter. If you have an encounter with Christ today, he will put a new song in your heart. That woman, they could not hold her. She can't remember that she was a Samaritan or Samaritan woman anymore. She just moved and said, come and see. She was rejoicing and dancing. Do you know how many people that were saved that day? They said, yes, you told us to come. We came and we saw. Not just because of what you say, but we have experienced it ourselves. Amen. And by the time you are saved today, you'll be able to bring others to salvation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. 
we talk about our sister Mary that broke the alabaster box in the foot of the master. That was worship. That was praise. And if you can remember who that woman is, that is Mary, sister of Martha. Martha will always be wondering why this woman is always sitting at the feet of the master. Her praise and her worship is as a result of deep relationship. Amen. She understood God more than any other person. She came to the feet of Christ and poured her worship. The fragrance turned to fire. And the songwriter said, this is how we win our battle. The woman knelt before the master and broke it. Our brother Judas said, Let the fragrance of our praise come unto God this today as a sweet smelling salve. Let it, when it will be broke at the master's feet, heavens will respond to it. It will attract the envy of man because something has happened in this side of you. If you are not come to the level wherever you worship and your worship begins to attract envy, you have not started worshiping God. You have to loosen yourself. You are so economical with yourself. It's not your own. Somebody gave you that life. And he said, come to me in worship. Come and make melody to me. And you are missing it. Stand now to learn how to make melody to the Lord. Stand now to do it. Practice it now. We are going to a kingdom or to a place where all we do there is to sing, isn't it? So, we are privileged. Are we? Yes. We are privileged, those of us in the choir. So, we are, we are started rehearsing already. So, better if the radio or else if we get there, they will say, Oh God, bring down your voice. <laughs> you are singing up key. You refuse to practice when you are on earth. Now see what you are doing. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. We will all get there in Jesus' name. Our brother David is a man whose life was just a life of praise. He keeps making melody. When things are down, he will make melody. When things are up, he will make melody. Any situation, when he's at war, he's making melody. We have talked about the highest battle that was won in history. Was won by melody. Amen. And the Lord entered the bush for his people. The Lord left the streets of life and entered the bush. Enter inside the forest for my sake. Just because they raised a worship, they made melody to him. He went into the bush and began to slaughter. He killed what the Israelites could not kill by their sword. The Lord dealt with the matter himself. Amen. Amen. Is somebody ready to make melody for the Lord today? Hi, I can hear our sister Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. At this time when the prophecy came, she, she looked at herself. How can this be? How can this be? And she began to sing unto the Lord of hosts. And he said to God, Be unto me according to your word. According to your promises, I can stand secure. Carve upon my heart the truth that sets me free. According to your word, oh Lord, be yours. Hannah made the melody unto our Lord in anticipation of answered prayer. She knelt before God. She was muttering things. 
she was singing and she was like a drunkard in the presence of God. Eli could not even understand. Praise the living Jesus. She made melody that exceeded her, her, her state. At that time, she doesn't have... And she, she made melody to understand that there is a gift in heaven God wants to release for the salvation of the people of Israel. He said, this woman, this is the womb that will carry this destiny. Amen. The man of God came. He said, I it is how it is with me and in my heart that I have come to pour it out before God. As she was pouring out in worship before God, heavens released the expectation of it. I said, take it. Your womb is ready to carry it. That womb that wants to carry it. Go in the place of worship. Sing beyond your situation. Your womb will carry it. It's a ready womb. It's just that you have not positioned yourself as it should be. There are gifts. Children are flying all over this place. And God is carrying them around looking for who to deposit it to. He's not carrying it back. And if you make yourself ready, you drop it. And you go home with it. And somebody is going home with one. In the name of Jesus. Blind Bartimaeus. Or the blind man that was made to see. When she was making melon, I don't know what you're talking about. What I know that I was blind, now I can see. So, Monsieur, don't talking about this man. That's your, your own. But one thing I know that I was blind, but not, that you cannot take away from me. And whether you say it's from a demon or the man that did it, is what I know is what I know. When you experience the miraculous, you cannot hold back. It's because you have not experienced it. And I tell you that the life you have today is a miracle. So if you're waiting for a miracle of blind Bartimaeus, you'd have to get blind first. But the truth of the matter is this, that you have a miracle in your hands, and I want you to begin to celebrate God for it. Can we put our hands together for the living Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have our stories here. And I don't know whether your own is by experience, or you have experienced salvation, or you have experienced deliverance, or you are waiting in anticipation for the visitation of the master. Whatever your story is, there is a melody to it. And whenever a song is raised, rise above that situation. Carry it from your heart. Mix it with your soul. Mix it with everything. Garnish it very well. Because that is the only thing my master will eat. As you present it before, he will smell it from heaven. He will come down to, to, to devour that sacrifice. The sacrifice of praise. It is what our God requires of us. Amen. And finally, the going gospel we are talking about does not go without making melody. And I can see in Acts chapter 16, verse 25 to 23, our brother Paul and Silas. It's a typical example of the people that made melody in their hearts to God. I am in the prison for the gospel, for something I did not do. I will not sing. I will just be complaining. Or I would rather be saying, God, let the fire and bring stone. I will call in all the fire in this world to begin to kill and destroy all the people that contributed to my going to the prison. But the Bible said they sang, they prayed. And God left his throne and entered the prisons. What a mighty God we serve. He left his throne. I can hear some voices that I'm interested in in this prison. And I can't afford to stay out of it. 
he left his throne and he entered the prison house and chains began to break. The land began to shake. The, the, the bondages of men began to leave them. He didn't end there. The jailer and their family, they were saved as a result of it. If our brother Paul and Silas did not sing, their situation would remain that way in the morning. They would take them to the court and they would judge them. And probably they would go to another jail, the inner one, and they would be jailed there. But as they were waiting, they forgot their problem. Their mandate is the master's work. I said, ah, this is an opportunity to bring God into this. And they have not seen jailbreak before. This is the jailbreak of the Lord. God is going to break this jail today. Paul and Silas began to sing. They began to worship. They began to pray. They began to sing. And the chains began to break. Everything. The Bible said the place was shaking. Every jail, every prisoner was freed. But none of them ran away. They waited until the jailer comes. He said, where are they? I want to kill myself. I will be killed. Maybe he was sleeping when all these things were happening. They said, we are all here. None of us have left the place. The worship of two men brought a whole family. This family is not just a man. It's a generation. Nations in a family were saved on account of two men who are supposed to be angry with God. Two men who are supposed to be worried that God not there. And they jailed them. People who are supposed to accuse God of not being fair. But they went into the jail and they forgot all the problems they had. And they began to worship God. What melody is coming from your pain and tribulation today? Is that ugly state you are in? In that ugly state you are in, what is the place of worship in it? Can God hear your deep-seated worship today? Because it's coming from the heart. You may not open your mouth, but God will be hearing it. Our brother David came out and he was drunk in the spirit or filled with the spirit. And he began to dance. He danced to a way that the wife looked at him. And he danced and they said, okay, that woman is the recorded barrenness in the scripture. Am I right? To show you that God does not play with it. When you begin to look to people, if church, that is not how it is done. Anybody, you don't know you don't know how he came to in the church today. And he rose up and he was dancing and making melody. You know, you just be there. You know, you are not doing anything for God. That is unacceptable in God's presence. Forget about that man by yourself. When it comes to this business, forget about your wife or your husband. Face God. He might be the type that would like to do like this. And you are the type who like to do it. You are doing it unto God. And if it is coming from your heart, if it is coming from your heart, you will not leave this place today without a miracle. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let us rise up on our feet. I want us to, there are two prayers we are going to pray here. One is for those who have not given their lives to Jesus. The other one is people who have left the place of worship and melody because of their pain. And now before we do that, I want you to look into yourself at this moment. And I want you to raise a song to God. Don't mind what other people are singing. 
if you think deep into your heart, what songs come to your mind? Begin to sing it. Whatever song that comes, if none comes to your heart, that means your heart of gratitude, you have not tapped into it. If you tap into it, begin to sing any song the Lord gives to you. You can be made it today. You can be the woman at the well. Your case might be like the woman that broke the alabaster bus. Your case can be like Hannah. Your case can be like the blind man. You can be any... I don't know what your story is. Let your story give you a song to say. Sing it. Don't listen to the other party's song. It doesn't matter what that person is singing. You don't know what he's dealing with. You don't know what he's bringing to God. Don't bother about God. He can hear you. He can hear your song. In the multitude of these songs... The God of heaven have ears to hear. At every song you're singing, sing something to the God of hosts. Sing a song to the mighty God. Sing that song you have been waiting to sing. Forget about your barrenness. Forget about your joblessness. Forget about your pain. Raise your voice to the Lord. And make a melody from the heart. A song that only you can sing. A song that only you can remember. Because it is from your heart. It is from your heart. Unto the God of our salvation. Who have visited us today. Hallelujah to you Lord. Lord we hear the melody of your people. Listen to the voices of your church. Lord we are making melody to you Lord. Listen to us. In our songs and in our hymns. In our spiritual songs. Lord we are bringing our melodies to you Lord. Lord, oh God, we bring our melodies to you this day. Oh God, we glorify you again. We glorify you in this place. Hear the song from your daughter. Hear the song from your son. Hear the dot from your teenage girl. Hear the song from the barren woman. Hear the song from the woman who has no food on his table. Tell the song from the man who is expecting the delivery of the wife. Hear the song. Hear the song of the sick. Hear the song of the weak. Hear the song of the discouraged. Hear the song of, of they that have failed and failed and they are worried about nothingness to do. Hear the song now, now, now. You just have not one minute now. Just a minute, say that thing to the Lord. May put your mouth, open your mouth and sing to Him. Open your mouth and say something to the Father. He can hear you. He can hear you. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your state now. He can hear you. Sing to the Lord a new song from your heart. Amen. Amen. If you're here, you want to say, Jesus, I want to experience you in a new way. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm going to ask you to come out. If you're here, you know you want to make Jesus your Lord and personal Savior. Just walk out to this place. Just make that decision here because that is the only way. 
he can accept all that you're doing. Do you have such a person? I say, Jesus, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to you. Take my moment and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Are you that one for whom this service has been organized? That you might come to know the Lord. Walk out. Don't be ashamed. Come out here and give your life to Christ now. If you are such a person, I'm persuading you by the Spirit of the Lord. Don't go out here without making a relationship with the Lord.
you may pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for giving your son Jesus to die in my place. I ask you, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord, my Savior, my guide from this day forward. Wash me. Make me clean from all wrong. Fill me with your spirit and cause me to be your servant. Thank you for answering. For this is what your word says. Anyone that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. Thank you for receiving me. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you because of these ones. With their hearts they have believed. With their mouths they have confessed in the presence of this congregation. Now, Father, we ask not only for the infilling of your spirit with the assurance and the bearing of witness with their spirits that they are your children. We ask for the manifestation of power over every habit, addiction that does not glorify you in the name of Jesus and the manifestation of a life of godliness. Lord, let your hand be upon them in power. Let it be testified concerning them as it was testified of the Thessalonian church, how they turned from idols to serve the living God and to wait for his Son from heaven. We proclaim this upon them and victory upon every endeavor of theirs, academic and otherwise. In the name of Jesus Christ.